Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It all hang out. Brick. House. Latest fact. Master fact. Ain't hold nothing back. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067, the fan. Everybody knows. Right now, we're excited to get to the BetQL guest line. Welcome in our friend, Mr. Neil Greenberg from the Washington Post. You can check out his work at WashingtonPost.com. Follow him on the Xbox at N Greenberg. Stats, analytics, all of it. So, Neil, I always kind of go and peruse your Twitter feed before um, you come on. And I got to say, uh, some of this stuff's way too nerdy for me. I don't know what the hell you're talking about with these. Are these like comic book playing cards? <laughs> I... uh, yeah, it's just a, um, it's just a, a Marvel, uh, just a, like an electronic card game based on the Marvel Universe. Of course it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like horse racing, which, you know, as we get closer to like the Derby, remind me what I need to bet on. Um so let's 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 get down to what we do. Let's talk football. Um, were you surprised at all by last week's result with Washington? Surprised by like how they performed or the quarterbacking or what? I think they I even though they didn't cover and they only scored 10 points, I feel like they outperformed expectations. Because they didn't lose by 30? Is that where we're at? They didn't lose by 30. They didn't give up 40. Yeah, I, I kind of think that is where we're at. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people thought, uh, myself including, that it would be a higher scoring game. And I thought San Francisco would have a lot more success. Um, I I don't know how much of that is is was me thinking Brissett was going to start because he's been a little bit he's been a lot more efficient with the offense. Um but I don't think it was a particularly good game from 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 Washington. I mean, Sam Howell had two picks, which were very costly. Um, there were some bright spots, obviously, but um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to it's it's hard to to parse out like the good in this season because right from the beginning, most if not all, of the season was just looking at Sam Howell and if he was the guy. Um, just been a tough spot for him i mean i guess yeah they weren't blown out by 30 so that's that's a win plus they lost which helped their draft position so that's a win um but yeah i thought they would score a little bit more points but then again i thought Brissett was going to be the guy until they they said lady couldn't go i yeah. think but you lose by 17 and then the 49ers were never really pressed to where they had to really go even more harder. They let so, McCaffrey sit the second half. Yeah, so that right there is part of the reason why it wasn't a blowout. Yeah, I mean, there's just not much for for the 49ers to play for at this point. Um, they got what they wanted for the playoffs. Um, and then now it's about getting healthy. I mean, there's only a couple of games on this week's slate that have two teams, you know, fighting for something. Um, and there's obviously a, a spattering of those with, with one team that – you know, can control their own destiny. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard to 
you know, it's hard to take away many positives from the game because, like you said, San Francisco, you know, it wasn't the, the, the full strength San Francisco 49ers like we've seen in, in weeks past. Um, but, you know, a loss is good for this team. I mean, I, I, I know fans don't really like that, but, you know, now they have a real good chance at getting the number two pick, um, which could be huge for the future of the franchise. Dude, I, I might push back on that. Just based on calls and and anecdotal evidence, I think I think more than half of the fan base understands and is rooting for a loss. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. and, and I think I think that's a testament to how ready everybody is for this thing to be rebuilt and turned over. Um, but I I just I find that pretty darn interesting. Um, can you bring us all up to speed? I talked about it yesterday, but it's more your language than mine when you get into strength of schedule and everything else. Um, you know, as of now, there's the Panthers have locked up the number one, but you've got three teams with four wins. Arizona, who's got a much better strength of schedule, so odds are they don't get to two. Um, and then it's kind of the, the commanders and the Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to win. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of a contest here. What do you think, Neil? Yeah, I mean, the, it, it, it's setting up really good for Washington because Arizona is playing a Seattle team that, um, you know, m- you know they 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 need the final wild card spot, um, but they, you know, they, I I really don't know. I don't I don't know like what's going to happen with with them, but I do know, you know, New England wants to lo- wants to lose too, right? If you think about it, and now they get mm. to play the Jets, which you know, could be a win. Um, but, yeah, it sets up good for Washington. I mean, Washington uh, really shouldn't play anybody of note, I don't think. But, um, you know, they, they, they do play the Cowboys. They're almost two touchdown underdogs to the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys do have something to play for. Um, so, yeah, I think it sets up really well for, for Washington in terms of strength of schedule. Um, you know, everything falling kind of the way it did as of right now. And, um, you know, if you got, even if you got the number four pick, I mean, that's still, I think, very good for the future of the franchise. Um, but, you know, a number two pick would be sensational. It would be. I, I mean, but I think that's where we're headed. I think a lot of people still are concerned, though. <laughs> are we going to pick the right people? <laughs> totally. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that, but that's, that's for any team. I mean, I, I've I've done this a bunch of times in terms of analytical pieces, and nobody outsmarts the draft. Like over time, almost everybody has a a mixed record when it comes to selecting players. You know, in the in the number one slot, in the top five, in the top ten overall. I mean, it's you know the draft is tough to beat, and that's why trading back provide you so much more value because you get more bites of the apple. You get more chances to, to hit on players. Um, I, I heard some people saying that they wanted Washington to trade up to the number one. I don't see that happening in Hell any no. way, shape, or form unless no. it's something like unbelievably great that you can't turn down. Um, but the key for me would be you're picking number two, let's say, like, you don't want to be in this position again because you're rebuilding, et cetera. So I, I really do think that you have to take the swing on a quarterback. I do, too. I, I'm curious, Neil. You know, a lot of people have a lot of opinions on the on the proper way to kind of build this thing. Um, you are from the analytic world, but I think 
you know, the three of us have had some really good conversations about analytics can't be everything, scouting can't be everything. It's all about, like, the proper marriage of all the available tools. Um, how would you rebuild this thing? Say, say you're Harris. Say you have that kind of checkbook and these kind of resources. Hell, he does. He might. The way, the way he hits bets in horse racing, he might. <laughs> well, I, I, I think the value of getting a quarterback on a below-market contract is probably the most valuable piece of the puzzle. So if you can get, um, you know, if you do draft a guy at number two and he turns out to be the guy or at least a very, very good quarterback, the amount of money you're paying him relative to the market is very low. So that allows you to use all these salary cap dollars that you have elsewhere to, to build around them. And, um, you know, as long as they don't, you know, foolishly spend the money, which I, I don't think they, they will, although it's tough when, you know, you have all that cap space and, and it's an auction market and just by the very nature you're going to be overpaying players because you're paying the most to get mm-hmm. them. Um, but I do think the, the, the way to go about this is to, to go with a quarterback um, obviously, you know, you're, you're picking him, so you think that he's going to be the guy. So you go into it saying, okay, we have an above-average quarterback at a below-market rate. You know, that is the most valuable piece in, 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 in the sport. And then, you know, you just build from there in the draft and free agency, make good choices, and, and hope they work out. I mean, there's so many other things that are part of it. But, you know, that would be – you know, the process, for lack of a better term, that I would go through. After the quarterback, what's next? Because <laughs> I, mean, I look at this team where uh, I think offense, building an offense today might be more vital than building a defense because every rule uh, tilts towards the offense. Yeah, I mean, and, <clears throat> yeah, I would absolutely focus on the offense, especially if you're going to use that pick on a quarterback, you know, the offensive line is very important. To me, the second most important player on the field after the quarterback is the pass rusher, right, because they're the ones yeah. that get the sacks and can make disruption and and help neutralize the most important player on the field. So, you know, if we're just taking that a step further, then the, the trenches become very important, specifically the offensive line, um, because if your quarterback – can't get comfortable back there, then everything else falls apart. It doesn't matter necessarily who you have on your offense in terms of weapons and skill players, et cetera. Um, if, you, if the quarterback cannot get himself in a rhythm and is constantly running for his life, it makes it very, very difficult. So I would say most certainly focus on the offense, quarterback, offensive line, um, you know, maybe address the linebackers at some point, but I do think like you know, that the offensive piece was, has been neglected for so many years needs a lot of attention. Totally. Um, I, I want to – so, theoretically, of course you're correct about the quarterback. If you get a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal, obviously that's going to have immense value, right? Period. No argument. But where have we really seen that take off? Like, the Chargers have now paid Herbert. I mean, the Chiefs, did they get to a Super Bowl before Mahomes was – while he was still on his rookie deal? Maybe that was the one they lost to the Bucks. Yeah, um, I believe so. I mean, but even but even looking like, like Tom Brady all those years taking below market Yeah, but that's a, 
that's a complete unicorn scenario. That that has nothing to do with the draft. Oh, the draft. Yeah, I mean, well, but but that's the thing, though. Like, you, it, it's hard. It's hard to pick. It's hard for the league to evaluate quarterbacks because what we're seeing them be successful in is completely different than the than the situation they're put in, right? There so, like, go. you look at the you know you look at the, the the quarterbacks that are successful in college. A lot of them have a freak athlete athlete at wide receiver that you sure. know is just so much better than everybody else. Gets downfield, gets open, makes plays, etc. In the NFL, there's much more talent parity, right? Especially wide receivers, cornerbacks, etc. So I, I think that that's why – and we haven't even talked about, like, what scheme they're playing sure. and, and, and so forth. Um, so, yeah, this is incredibly difficult. And we're talking about – we're just talking about getting edges, right? I mean, we're not talking about there's, there's no foolproof strategy to make this thing work. <laughs> so the edges, as I see them right now, is getting any players that overproduce their – their contract is huge in a salary cap market, right? Because you're you're paying for talent. So anytime you can get, you know, a dollar's worth of talent for fifty cents, you know, that's that's a huge benefit to your team. And if you can do that enough, you can overcome a lot of other deficiencies in a lot of different areas. Agree um, with all of that. I just think the quarterback the the theory that we hear with some regularity is if you can get that quarterback on the rookie deal, I'm I'm go, I'm racking my brain like I'm not I'm not researching this as we speak. The only I wonder if if Mahomes and then Burrow certainly that Super Bowl run they had was a rookie deal. But if you look at the top teams outside of what the Niners have with Purdy, um, every quarterback like I guess my point but they is they got the right quarterback. Right, the, the, it's far more important to get the right guy than it is to have him cheap. Well, <clears throat> at that, that position, at that position. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I mean, just but, but again, Ravens, it, it, it Dolphins, becomes a Chiefs. cost factor, right? Where does most of the money go? Most of the money goes to quarterbacks, even quarterbacks that aren't that great. So, like the difference that you're paying between, let's say, like an average quarterback and an average, you know, um, I don't know, tight end or whatever, like. The, the amount of money that you have to spend to get better at quarterback is is a lot more and it's and it's not incremental right like you have to spend so much more money to get just a little bit better at quarterback so anytime you can create surplus value in that position i think it's probably more valuable even if the dollar amounts are the same right if you're paying like a million dollars for a quarterback and a million dollars for another player the million dollars on the quarterback could va- be valued as high as like ten million, where the value on the other player might be like two or three million. So the upside that you get is greater, and that's what I mean by like edge and and taking the chances to do that because your ceiling is so much higher if you can make it work at quarterback as opposed to almost any other position. I, I agree with that. I just think the position's so important that like now you to your point and what happened here and, and maybe we'll see if Dallas is dealing with this the because of the, the the capped nature of pro football that good players get paid like top players at that position you don't want to get caught up where you're paying the 11th best quarterback third best money like I get <laughs> that 
But if you can find the right guy, just pay him. Like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, that. It's similar to the NBA, what the Supermax contract has done, where Brad Beal can make the same amount of money as Giannis. Like, if you have Giannis, pay him whatever it takes. If you have Beal, maybe you got to shop it. Like, if you get Lamar, get the deal done, period. But if you have Kirk or Goff, ideally you're more judicious. Yeah, but you – those players, like you, it's an auction marketplace when those players are available as opposed to right. the players that you're drafting, right? So, you know, if, if three teams need improvement at quarterback, then the supply and demand takes over. And, you know, to your point, you may have no choice but to overpay to get better at that position. You know, it all depends on the market, who's available, who's bidding, you know, salary cap dollars, et cetera. And that's why I kind of said, like, the, the salary cap dollars that Washington has is, is going to be a little bit of a curse because they can overpay if they want to to get players, but inherently you you lose because you, you're overpaying for an asset. And, um, you know, but it, you can get lucky, right? Like, you can overpay a little bit today, and then he can outperform his contract, and then yeah. – you know, stuff like that happens too. So it's not just we overpay and there's a downside. I mean, there's certainly upside as well. Um, that's why it's going to be crucial for the Harris group to get the right people to make those decisions. I don't think, like, if you pay players and you draft the quarterback and he hits, that's when that's, when it's valuable. Not every rookie quarterback, oh, you got him cheap. Not everyone can play. That's right. You're absolutely yeah. right. And that's why you need to – he's got to be in a situation that works. And, and this is something else that I talked about, which was, you know, getting the guy is just step one because you have to make sure he's the guy. You have to get him in a good situation to be the guy. Um, but then if he's not the guy, then you've got to start it all over again. And, and like, you're kind of in year two and year three at the, at the restart, and it does set you back. I mean, we saw that, you know, with a bunch of different quarterbacks over the league, in the league uh, over a couple of years, and we're probably going to see it in the next couple of years. Um, but, you know, just getting the guy is really just step one. Um, you know, there's so many other things to figure out. And, you know, as you know, players that look like the guy aren't or are mm-hmm. for a little bit and then not. And there's just so much that happens. But, um, you know, I do think the most important position, you have a number two pick, like that's the time to strike. And, you know, you figure everything else out, you know, as you go along. Um, who's your Super Bowl quick? 49ers. Beating who? Um, I can see Baltimore or Buffalo. I don't know if Buffalo is necessarily going to make it. Um, I don't think anybody wants Buffalo in there. Um, I would like Buffalo for a while. I think Josh Allen probably deserves a lot more MVP consideration than he's getting. Um, I know we'll he's had some, some poor games. Week. What? Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm man, all them, all them games he blew? Come on, man. You can't get MVP I, I, if I you've been the I think those are the ones that we remember. Calls. I think when you look at, like, everything else, I think that he's been one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, but I get it. I mean, he doesn't have a, a, a compelling case, but no one really does. I mean, no one really has a, a slam-dunk case this year. I'm very interested to see who wins I the MVP. I think Lamar's got a slam-dunk case. That quarterback has a lot of case right now. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll do the MVP talk next week. Thank you, Greenberg. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, happy New Year. Talk to you guys soon. Hi, brother. You too, buddy. That's our guy, Neil Greenberg. You can follow him on X at N Greenberg. Here's what we're going to do. Every Wednesday, we go around the league and look at power rankings. We're doing that next. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. 
That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different bet, ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explorer tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Brian and make, a, make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner in the NFL. FanDuel, sports with the official partner, 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old or president of Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Alex Ovechkin continued to make history last night in the Caps' 4-3 win over the Penguins. He got his eighth goal of the season, number 830 for his career. He's now 65 goals away from passing Wayne Gretzky's league record. And last night, he also surpassed Ray Bork's for the seventh most points by a player with one franchise in NHL history. The Caps started off their year right with a win, and now they're going to try to go back-to-back. You can listen to them take on the Devils right here on 106.7 The Fan, puck drop at 7.30 p.m. And Washington running back Dylan Johnson is expected to play in the college football playoff national championship against Michigan. The Huskies offensive coordinator Ryan Grubbs spoke on a radio show this morning after Johnson aggravated an existing foot injury during the Sugar Bowl, but it sounds like this playmaker is going to be ready to go. From the Crop Medcap Five Star Sports Desk, Savannah McCann on the fan. B. Bishop Finley, 1067 The Fan. About 1130. If you missed any of our conversation with Neil Greenberg, get on that Odyssey app, hit rewind, check it out. Um, B, there's two things for us to do. We got to do power ranks, and we got to do the biggest mistakes of the Rivera era. Um, I was thinking we do power ranks first because I don't think there's a lot of surprise about where the old Washington Commanders are going to land. Do you? Uh, nope. I think they're second to last at this point, point. Um, and I think that will be proven out with the uh, – <laughs> With the draft. Like, we all think they're going to get the number two pick. It's because they stink. You don't get the number two uh, pick when you're good. No. So, guess what? I'm looking right now. I skipped to the bottom. 31st, Washington Commanders. 32nd, wow. Carolina Panthers. Um, I'm going to read. So, you know, to our devoted listeners, you know this, but to perhaps folks in the car for the first time, you just got your driver's license. Every Wednesday, we do NFL power rankings. And we do them from NFL.com because we, theoretically anyway, think they're the least hot, takey, least kind of reactionary. Um, 31, Washington Commanders, 4-12, and, and I read. 
We've watched Sam Howell crest and fall multiple times, and another strange week was a nice little encapsulation of his strange season. Howell was benched heading into week 17 after being outplayed by Jacoby Brissett. Then Brissett suffered a hamstring injury late in the week, and Howell was reinserted as the starter against the Niners. Howell actually responded to the challenge well, at least early on, looking poised and confident while completing nine of his 13 passes for 100 yards and a touchdown in the first half. Mm-hmm. But his propensity for turnovers reemerged after halftime when he threw two ill-advised picks, the first of which came in the fourth quarter when Washington was threatening to make it a one-score <sighs> contest. Instead, the 49ers turned Howell's first interception into a 27-10 lead, and his second pick pretty much sealed up the commander's loss. Whoever is calling the shots for Washington next season likely won't accept the poor ball security we've seen from Howell, who hasn't gone more than one game without a pick all year. Mm. Tough to argue with it, right? No, you can't argue with it. I I think all that's correct. Honestly. I I think the ultimate thing, man, listen, I would advise our fan base, start being honest with yourselves and stop sitting up here and we we, we overdo stuff because we like people. We have to be honest in what we're seeing sometimes. And I know we have people like, well, man, you can't go get another quarterback. BS. Yes, you can. Yeah, I think it's getting harder and harder to think anything else. Yeah. Um, not that Hal can't be a part of this and, and, and something that helps, but um, I have a hard time believing – you know what I mean? That that Sam is the answer. And, B, to your point, I, I do think the people that want to scream about the O-line, you can – Same O-line was out there when the Jacoby goes out there. Well, I, I, yeah, that is part of it. But I, I also think, depending how much you believe the advanced metrics and stuff, like PFF has – the second half of the season, this whole line's played a lot better. And maybe that corresponds to Sam taking a lot less sacks because that's also happened. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, it's they're, – they're a mess, and they're a mess for a million different reasons, and it's not specifically just because of the quarterback, no. but he's played a large role in it. Yes, yeah. And, and I think folks got to be just kind of honest. What Coach, your, what Coach Hills would say, we all had a part in it. Right, and right. I, yeah, that's exactly what it's been. Who's your top team in the NFL? I don't think there's really much debate top here. Top teams are Baltimore. But yeah, they go Baltimore, then the Niners, then the Cowboys, all the way up to number three. I, you know, big hey, win. All the, the, they got there in mysterious ways, but they, they are there. You don't, you don't want to play Dallas at home. You don't want to play them in, in uh, Dallas for sure. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Jerry's going to make sure you don't win that. Here's an interesting one. So they go one Ravens, two Niners, three Cowboys, four Dolphins. Where do you have the Eagles be? Lost four of their last five. Uh, I put them at about nine or ten. Let's see. So they got Lions at five. The suddenly, it is remarkable how hot the Bills are right now and that if they lose this weekend, they could still be out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, six Buffalo, seven Cleveland. And, dude, Mitch Tischer might be proven correct. Uh, the Browns, with this version of Flacco, they, they are dangerous, dude. And, and I think people are sleeping on the Browns. But you're going to need Flacco to not turn it over so much. He's He's been turning it over a bit. I, I Dude, people, like the Browns, 
The Chiefs are still quite dangerous, I would say. You still oh, yeah. have Mahomes. If the Chiefs get in. Oh, the and Chiefs start, are in. If they win that first, I mean, they win that first game in the playoffs, you got to be worried a little bit. I believe the Chiefs have already clinched. No, they clinched. They they have a home game. Yeah, sure, they've clinched the division. Yeah. And, and, you know, depending what happens with this Miami-Buffalo game, they may be able to get to the two seed, but they might be locked in the three. I'm not, I'm not sure with tiebreakers and such. Um, I I would not sleep on the Chiefs or the Browns, frankly. <laughs> so they have the Eagles at nine, Rams at ten. Um, of the Eagles, after beating the Bills in overtime at week 12, the Eagles stood at ten and one. They had the slight MVP favorite in Jalen Hurts. Their offense and defense had ranked them on the top 10 in the NFL at various points in the season. And then December brought an abject collapse, including a tighter-than-it-should-have-been win over the Giants and four losses. The Eagles failed to surpass 19 points scored in three of those defeats. They've allowed 51 points in 60 second-half minutes at home against the Giants and the Cardinals over the past two weeks. It was utterly bizarre that every time I tuned in to Sunday's loss to Arizona, the Cardinals had the ball. Philly has now coughed up control of the NFC East and must face the reality of having to play on the road in the playoffs, barring something wacky happening in Week 18. Are the Eagles cooked? I won't completely bail, but they're very much on double-secret probation and might be irreparable. Mm-hmm. This isn't exactly Constantinople falling, but it's shocking nonetheless. Are you shocked how it's fallen apart for Philly over the last month? Uh, I am shocked, but I, I think just to be where they are with two new coordinators, something – because early on we saw that they weren't playing great. They were winning the games, though. But now – I don't think that they have the capabilities that they had last year where people adjust to them, then they were able to come with an answer. Right now, I see the adjustments happen against them. And like I said about people on our team about not – they don't study themselves enough to know how to counteract what the other teams are doing against them. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and even when things were going well, Brian, like we all kept saying, it doesn't seem like they're playing their f- best football. It doesn't seem like they're playing their best football. Mm-hmm. And – a lot of times it was Hertz was just good enough late in, in games to kind of bail them out. Um, and then that kind of magic has has dried yeah, up. When you're a little depending bit. on that, that's going to catch you. That's gonna bite you in the butt totally. <laughs> eventually. If totally. you just think, well, we could play like we want and then Jalen gonna bail us out late, no, no, no. That's not gonna happen all the time. Well, and then I mean they've made a major change at their Defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, started the season as the D.C. Now you've got Matt Patricia in there in some weird role that actually, like, uh, apparently Patricia became the third down defensive play caller about a month or six weeks ago, and that went underreported. It just, it doesn't seem like it's going right. Nah, it it doesn't. I I just think that they didn't have a good game plan when they lost some of those, uh, those coordinators. Sure. I mean, clearly. Um, you know who does have a good game plan, though? Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician. We're going into winter. If your heat is acting a little funky, get them on the phone now. 888-559-6352. You need your HVAC systems working, especially as the weather's about to get cold. We could get snow this weekend. The cold weather is coming, whether it's commercial or residential. Call Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technicians, to come and take care of you. I had Crop at the house last week. We had a little plumbing issue. They took care of it in a half hour. They were there early. They got out on time. 
You can always count on Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician. Check him out at CropMetcalf.com. And they say yeah, up, down. Because all I do is win, win, win. Up now, B. Mitchell Finley, one oh six seven. The fan. All right, there's something that's been on my list to get to that we're gonna do right now. Before we do that, I got to tell you, the B. Mitchell Finley Show is brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to Rude.com to find a contractor near you and available tax credits and rebates. B. Mitchell Finley also brought to you by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit JohnSellsDMV.com. All right, B. Um, Hogshaven is, does a good job. Um, they're a fan-run website, and some of these folks are, are really informed. Um, Mike Phillips did a story on this in the Washington Times that maybe we can look at later in the week, um, just kind of on how things went wrong for the Rivera era. Uh, Hogshaven did the top 10 worst decisions. Yeah, I saw that. Um, do you want to go through their top 10 list? Let's do it. All right. The top mistake they have for, for Ron, not drafting a quarterback with the second overall pick and, and going with Chase Young. And sticking with Haskins. Yeah, many people believe that. But I, I would say I, I don't know if that was a complete Ron move, though. Yeah, I think if, I think if, Dan if, forced yeah. him. So in that situation, you got to put Dan in, involved with that. I I agree with you there. I, I think the owner's the owner, man. And at that point in time, Ron was probably still trying to like manage up in some capacity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like all right, I'm gonna try this. And dude, at the time. Chase seemed like a real slam dunk of a pick. Yep. Um, so then get rookie of the year. And yeah, I think everybody believed he was the right pick, but that revision is history, bro. <laughs> right now, this one you were all over right away. Number two biggest mistake for Ron Rivera: overpaying for Carson Wentz, a guy uh, that probably would have been cut anyway, and they sent. You don't pay for that guy. They sent a three and a two, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But one one thing they saved, they did not give him an extension. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. At least they didn't give him an extension. But, I mean, the whole world was out on Carson, and Ron said, I'm the bleeping guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, dude, they probably could have cut some – they could have made Indy eat some of the money. Um. That the whole Carson move was just a disaster, and, and that that's all on Ron. That it was. Maybe yeah. he was getting pressed. He he kind of created his own pressure to find somebody because he kept talking about how desperately they needed a quarterback. Yeah, to get a quarterback, and odds are Russ probably turned him down, which may be a blessing in disguise. Um, but it, it, if the Carson trade wasn't bad enough, the decision to go back to Carson Week Seventeen against the Browns. Hogshaven ranks third as far as biggest mistakes of the Rivera era. Um, that was a gigantic mistake. That was. Hey, that I, damn sure wasn't a good one. <laughs> dude, throughout his tenure, I have also thought Ron has been too slow to bench 
quarterbacks. Like, you can bench guys. You can make a move. Carson showed you he had nothing on the first drive. And, Remember uh, that bounce pass he threw to, I think it was Gibson in the flat? Yeah, it was horrible. Like, you knew right away he wasn't the guy. And, I and mean, the, I, I almost threw, I almost sprained my neck, turning my head, like, looking for people like, what the hell was that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw him in uh, in um, L.A. You know, Carson? Same, yeah. Where'd you? Oh, yeah. yeah he, he's a backup quarterback. Same yeah, yeah, goof, yeah. Same goofball. Yeah, he's long. Long fella. Long and his mind is not on the football field. I am not going to. So they have number four, the biggest Ron mistake, going after Russ Wilson and then not getting him. Um, Why would that be a mistake? I think we all are happy he didn't get him at this point. Yeah, and they're saying the the problem is going after him. But if he would have given you what Russ normally gives you, I don't think anybody's complaining about it. Yeah, but I don't think Russ is giving anybody that anymore because Denver's going to – you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, that, that whole Russ and Sean Payton thing is more than just Russ. I agree with that. Because if you look at his numbers, his numbers are not awful. Yeah. And Sean Payton is an ass. Let's just be real. I think – like, to me, Ron has made so many real mistakes that I'm not here to pile on on a hypothetical mistake. No. Nah. You know, nah. like – there's so much bad that that's not a big deal to me. Um, like, I, I, I fear we're heading to a scenario where taking Emmanuel Forbes over Christian Gonzalez makes the list. Like, I don't get the Russell Wilson thing. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, and I agree with this one, um, letting his chief talent evaluator get away. When I'm reading now from Hogshaven, when Rivera arrived in Washington in 2020, there was some turnover in the coaching staff but he left the front office largely intact during that first season. Though Ron was ostensibly in complete charge of football operations, Kyle Smith was promoted from director of college personnel to vice president of player personnel with Rivera's arrival. Smith had been with the organization as a well-regarded scout, seemed to be ascendant. Um, You know, Kyle Smith, I know him. He's a a sharp, savvy dude. Um, I, I do think Kyle... His evaluation was sharper than what we've seen from the Ron, Herney, Mayhew, whoever you want to say is in charge of this operation. It's Ron at the top. Um, they had a pretty good draft that year. That's when they drafted Camp Curl. Mm-hmm. Um, even Sadiq Charles, Khalid Hudson, Antonio Gibson, guys like that. Um, I think Smith would have been better than what they ended up with. Mm-hmm. Smith's also a young guy and and pretty headstrong. You know what I mean? Like, maybe – and I don't think he's ever going to do it because even his father famously didn't do it. But, like, there is some, like, diplomacy and and politics involved with the front office guy that that Kyle just doesn't seem to want to do. Um, But, yeah, I I agree. That was a – I mean, you can – Go back to getting rid of Kevin O'Connell for Scott Turner, getting rid of Kyle Smith a year later for Marty Herney. Like, I, I just – that that one I'm not arguing with. There's a that, lot of mistakes. I always seemed like there was a little sense of, uh, like, being a little territorial when they rolled in. Oh, yeah. And I think that right there has been the biggest problem. Oh, yeah. I, not, I, because you're so territorial, you don't, have, you don't give yourself a chance to see what the hell you have in front of you. The need to surround yourself with your own people. And you see this. 
honestly, you've seen it with Belichick during the demise in New England. The first time I ever read about this kind of theoretically was Andy Reid late in his Philly time. Mm -hmm. Like, when Andy thought he could flip Juan Castillo to defensive coordinator because they had built everything so right, was probably the beginning of the end there. And Ron never built up the cachet here. He never had the track record of wins and playoff appearances and everything. And Andy had but that Andy had, that Bill had, but still just built the, I'm going to surround myself with my own guys. And it, it, it You call re- them friends, but other people call them sycophants. Yeah, man. When there's, when there's nobody around to tell you you're wrong, you're in trouble. Hmm. Uh, they we tell got, you, then you get rid of them. Right, right. We got plenty more. I'm, I'm, I want to run through this full list of Hogshaven uh, mistakes of the Ron Rivera era. Ben White joins us at 1230. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.